Welcome to MSP 1337. I'm your host, Chris Johnson, a show dedicated to cybersecurity challenges, solutions, a journey together, not alone. Real quick correction to make, we will be now doing episode 91. I did a recount. Yes, my math was a little bit off. ChannelCon is right around the corner. We are less than two weeks, actually exactly two weeks from today. Second, if you're doing the pre-day, that was two weeks from yesterday. I look forward to seeing you at ChannelCon. Now, on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of MSP 1337. I'm joined this week by Kevin Ireland of Hack the Box. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. So uh, we were talking about before we got on the show, we've been running sort of a series within a series on do the right thing. And while do the right thing isn't always tied to, you know, you and I going, that's you shouldn't do that because that's bad. It's more along the lines of what could we be doing that would improve our overall security posture, which therein lies, you know, do the right thing. So uh Curiosity kills the cat. I was very curious about your new role there at Hack the Box, the gamification yep. of hacking, uh, making hacking trainable. Uh, and just, it's just a cool concept, mainly because I think the idea behind tabletop exercises and these, uh, you know, everybody comes around the table and you start playing out the scenario just doesn't really have i mean i'm not a, i'm not good at dungeons and dragons as a dungeon master i'm just good at playing one of the characters and so i think this if for those of you that happen to know what dungeons and dragons is um <laughs> to to play a game in such a way that the the scenarios and the uh outcomes have been sort of predefined based on real world experiences that allow people within your organization to to truly experience what it means to be part of, of a red team without necessarily being a hacker themselves. And then to start understanding because of those vulnerabilities that are in each and everybody's environment, how to go about remediating and, and preventing going forward for those types of, of um, risk. So, so walk me through a little bit, Kevin. Um, for those of you that don't know, I've known Kevin for a really long time. Uh, when I had my MSP Untangled Solutions, Kevin was my account rep. And Kevin went bent over backwards for me so that my kids would stop crying when two had backpacks and the third one did not. So, I mean, Kevin has been there for me for a long time. And to hear him now that he's over at Hack the Box, this just was a compelling uh, thought process. And so, Kevin, tell us a little bit about Hack the Box, because I think this is just a story that people need to hear. And for those of you listening, I am by no means saying you need to buy Hack the Box. That's not what this show is about. But I think that if you hear what Hack the Box is about, it will make your gears start turning. And whether it's Hack the Box or some other solution that might be similar out there, that you start considering those types of products and services within your training portfolio for your company. So Kevin, take it away. So th thanks, uh, Chris. It's a great story, first and foremost. So the um, the whole mindset behind the company is so the CEO, he is a hacker at heart. And he he was hacking in these different types of scenarios, but always had a trouble of understanding like, hey, how do I train myself? 
or folks like myself in these scenarios to stay ahead of the game. Sure. See what's coming next. Um, so they're always trying to figure out ways to stay one up. And within that, he just he created this community. You might hear thunder and lightning in the background. I apologize. No, no, no worries. We we like to have you know (laughs) we're building up to the punchline here. Yeah. So the um, so what he did is he created this community, and the community was free and open for everybody to come into. So that was back in 2017. By 2019, they had 250,000 people within the community that was like, wow, it's like we have something here that's really, really good. So the um, what they did then was they created a business and started like, we're going to update the content frequently. We're going to keep feeding our community with new materials. They're going to give us ideas on what we should be looking out for as well. So from 2019 to today, that community built up to 1.3 million today. Yeah, you need so to update your website because it still says 1.1. It's 1. Yeah, that was 1.3, but it is it is probably to be honest with you, it's higher because as we continue to go through these scenarios of bringing out new clients, it's it's growing like crazy. Um. So. So so talk to me. Talk to me about the why you know managed service providers you know the last thing i try to tell them is or the last thing i tell them is please don't think that i'm ever hoping for you to become an mssp or that i think you need to have some sort of specialized focus in a vertical that would take you away from being good at what you are which is a msp so you and i were talking about this earlier i think it's really important to share this and that is why why do I want my text, my resources to step through the the hack the box, the playground of nefarious actors in a safe environment? Why would I want to do that? So there's there's it is funny because like I I've been here for like two months now. And when I've been here for two months, I was trying to figure that out during like the interview process of like the why. What are the what are the pain points this is gonna solve? So one is the it, think of the services like a um, like Netflix? Okay, right? they're constantly updating newest content to keep you ahead of the game, and they're being innovative about it, right? So other companies are following us in the sense of like, hey, Hack the Boxes came out with this. Let's go, let's go mimic that same thing. So we're quick, agile with our software where we could change that. Another thing is was cybersecurity insurance, like cyber insurance is um is a lot of like requirements that you have to do to like keep the premium down and what you need to do to stay up to date to fall within compliance that's like a big one right now where um i'm working with a couple financial industries where they need to stay in compliance hack the box fix that void so they're coming in grabbing that um our platform to get certified in different scenarios to fill their compliance needs, to fill their um, training needs, to show to like their boss and whenever they're getting audited that they're staying up to date with that. So to some degree, you can do a, you could say like, you know, MSPs, if they were following a framework, say they pick CIS version eight, which is what I like to push. You know, I think it's control 18 is to do a penetration test on themselves, right? you know, the last thing I want any MSP to do is like, Hey, you should give yourself a penetration test and see how well that goes. It's like, it's like calling up your, uh, uh, 
proctologists and going, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for my exam. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I already did two on my own, just, just to make sure that I was you know, really, really ready. Um, that's not like, that doesn't work, right? Like this is an opportunity for someone to actually be given a scenario that could be similar to their business that they could do this exercise and go, wait a second. If, if I'm using say hack the box to do this, I'm identifying, huh? I should go check my own environment and make sure that I'm not vulnerable for those very same things. Yeah, it's not only that, you could also, so if you're trying to create like a team or something along those lines, our platform could get you to, to get certified or build your own uh, red team to kind okay. of sense. So there's scenarios right now where um, they're very, SMB companies trying to build sure. a security posture. They're using us as a platform to do that. Got it. Yeah. I'm, my favorite is always the ones that claim to be uh, full-blown penetration testing. And yet the whole platform is automated. And I'm like, well, if it's automated, is that really penetration testing? Because that would leaves out so many things that I think are important. So, so question. So hack the box, obviously is a platform. There's a lot of technology involved. One of the things I was thinking about reminded me of, you know, the days before I was at the school district. So this has been, you know, pre-COVID, this is six, seven years now. Um, we got called in to, to put a RFP together um, mm -hmm. for a penetration test. And it had a lot of elements that were not just like me sitting at my command line running Python scripts. They wanted us to actually do physical brute force to get into the building. So we had done... We literally were on the short list. There was one other company. In fact, it was looking like we would both get different parts of the actual uh, awarded bid. And one of the things that I noticed was like, it says, I have to sign a waiver saying in the event of loss or life or limb, that we're not going to sue the company that just hired us to do this penetration test. And so I was reading through that fine print and, and me and the other guy got to talking about it. And it's like, wait a second you're asking us to socially engineer our way past the, the security guards to get into the building that have a authorization to shoot on site for someone who is not authorized to be in that area. We're out. Like, so, I mean, there's so much to this. And I think it's interesting that what you're describing about putting together a penetration test team. So do you guys go beyond the, the technology and the, you know, how we're, how we're dealing with things like we were talking about, like log4j scenarios or, or getting into an Azure stack environment and being presented with some vulnerabilities? How do you, do you guys, does it go beyond that? Like, what does it look like if we were to do an individual or team-based exercise? So the, the whole thing is all like browser based. We don't go beyond like, Hey, we're going to break into the building. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to use a ladder and we're going to jump over the razor. Yeah, Got it. Set the building on fire. That kind That's of right. stuff. But um, what we do is we put them in vulnerabilities uh, in, in many different environments. One um, is cloud environments. Think of sure. all the big cloud players that we have out there. Yeah. Right? There's Azure, Google, AWS. Right. Another one is, um, is we put them in scenarios, um, you know, we, we call them professional labs and the professional labs goes from like a small business all the way up to like a big corporate business. Um, so we, we do different types of scenarios to get them, um, to where we would go beyond in the sense of what we're trying to do, but it's all going to be like browser based, trying to break in, try to figure it out. 
But then at the end where we wrap it up in a bow, we're going to give you like um, nice little write-ups on how this was accomplished. Here's what you need to do to fix it. Got and, it. Uh, and in that sense, where we go and above beyond. So the reporting of it aspect of it too, there's, there's very good reporting beyond it to see like where you need to, where your strengths and weaknesses are and what you need to do. Well, and I know that I have a lot of uh, weaknesses. Um, I like candy. That's one of my weaknesses. Um, milk duds are my favorite, by the way. What's that? <laughs> milk uh, yeah, duds. milk duds are good. I'm uh, I'm kind of into the uh, nerd clusters that has the gummy oh, center right. with we the have, nerds on. Yeah. yeah, those those are dangerous uh, for me. Yep. I will eat the whole bag in one sitting, so uh, I try to avoid that. Um, <laughs> So I, I, you got me thinking about you, you chose sort of this career path after leaving uh, Datto. I think we were saying you were there roughly almost eight years. Like you had a good a good run. And I think in, in our world, if you're working for a vendor, eight years is a long time for any vendor that specializes in the technology space. Yeah. Um, we've seen this from other uh, members of, of the Datto workforce, you know, pick similar uh, vertical places to work, right? Like that are cybersecurity focused. Mm -hmm. What's, what's a big uh, change for you having left a company? And this is really, this has got nothing to do with data, just more saying like, Hey, this is where you came from. Uh, That was different, right? You left a company that was not a cybersecurity product or service. Um, While I think it's important in the cybersecurity space, because it's your data, right? But like, Talk to me about like, what was like a big change for you when you got to the new company? And we can talk about business sizes and all that other stuff. But I mean, like from a cybersecurity perspective, like what, what was like a, an aha moment or like a, like just like never thought about the world through that, you know, lens. So it's the aha moment happened at that of talking to managed service providers. And the reason being is because you saw the shift. When I first started at Data, you had to talk about, you know, like what is virtualization? What is what is it? Like ransomware wasn't that huge when I first started. No, and eight years ago, it was like, hey, we restore the backup, no big deal. It was encrypted. You didn't take it. You can't exfiltrate the data. So people are like, I have, you know, my backup and I'm good, right? Right. So then uh, so then once we start talking about like the the services of what we offer and I never forget, it was at as one of the Datacons, it was like Hertzvig was up there, he was giving his speech, and he's like, always adapt to change at in technology. It's always gonna be changing and keep your keep your mind ahead of the game. Right. So when I was looking, I, I noticed that there was a huge change, like with ransomware, data was that huge change. And then all of a sudden you start seeing a huge shift mm-hmm. into cybersecurity and MSPs were now coming. And SSPs, like you saw more of that. Like obviously you had the big players of the MSSP, sure. but now you're starting to see like the MSPs start doing it on their own. Where I'm like, huh, security is where it's going at. So once I had that aha moment at Datto, and Datto was always a always a special place in my heart, but I was like, I need to, I need to change my focus and start learning the cybersecurity like NIST framework. Because th- those are my everyday conversations. Right. So then Datto was starting to come that they're trying to become that cybersecurity company. And uh, I had this opportunity fall in my lap where I was like, Hey, look, let me go look and see what they have to offer. And, um, and they're, they're, they're fulfilling needs to keep people compliance and, and making sure that 
you know, their red teaming. Like, I, to be honest with you, I never knew what a red teamer really was until I started working at this. I mean, and shoot, you brought to my attention purple teams. So, I mean, yeah, like, purple yeah. teams, a new concept. Like, um, so th- there's, 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 I always thought like cybersecurity, like, and I never, if you asked me this three years ago, Chris, I would have been like, no way. Like, I'm not going over like that. Sure. Is a, but now, like today, it's just like, it's just, feels like this the industry to be in i have friends who are in it and like hey you got to come over here um so i I just uh always want to come into cybersecurity, and this was a great opportunity for me to do it i think one of the things that's interesting is people often say well i don't have any experience in cybersecurity, so there's no way i could move into that space and i think that's the that's totally a myth uh i don't think it necessarily means that you're going to start out as a you know pen penetration test or red team that's, you know, being called in to do, you know, red teaming on a, on a large scale, but there's so many parts to cybersecurity just from like, Hey, what's the anomaly in the, you know, see something, say something, it could be very small uh, type of a role, but you have such a big significance with what you're doing. Uh, It's kind of like being the person that stands watching to see who's coming down the driveway and then letting somebody else know if you go to sleep on the job, uh, we all of a sudden have a problem, right? Like there's exactly. so, like it may, it may seem very uh, mundane and, and not really important, but the reality is you are the first person that's going to know, is there somebody that should not be there coming down the driveway? Um, right. So al- along those lines, it, you know, we're talking about this. I mean, if we're looking at like a framework, a control set, will you see, I asked again, you're addressing elements of subcontrols within CIS 18, one of them being uh, the security awareness training, which is a big deal. But it goes further than that because it's not just security awareness training and, and learning about you know what the threat actors out there are doing. You're also getting into how to like really role-based sub-level training for individuals within an MSP to better understand what they're vulnerable for so that they can take action. And I think that's one of the things that I, I hear you say that it's a big takeaway for me is it's not just about the, how hard can I hit the door? How, how much damage can I inflict to say that I got through because of the vulnerabilities? It's really, how do I make sure that in the future, in the real environment that I prevent this scenario from, from happening? I think, it, I think you guys actually talk about on your website, scenarios that have been retired. Like, yes, this is no longer a real threat because in the real world, if you have done the things that we've called out, you are not vulnerable for those red team exercises anymore. Correct. Yeah. So there, there's tracks um, that you could put individuals on. And it's also, it's like tracks putting individuals on um, based on their upskill environment. So if I'm, a, I would be considered a junior and like not even a junior, I'll be whatever. Yeah. Below junior. But there's materials, there, there's content, and there's paths that they put you on that um, will make you into like a, like, hey, you're a junior pen tester, you go through this course, you pass it, you get certified, you get a certificate through the academy, now you could graduate on to become like, you know, an intermediate pen tester. And then each, we have like one big pane of glass that could like go from a junior pen tester all the way up to an expert. Um, so there's, there's pass that you put it on and those paths are actually really good because i was talking to a consultant out of germany and this consultant is brilliant in security space he's been in it for 20 plus years he was like people are using this as a uh corporate development and corporate retainment tool sure because when they use our services 
they're more likely to stay because you're giving them the tools to stay, um, giving them the tools to, to stay ahead of the game. Um, so it was very interesting when I heard it like that. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to steal that from you. And I'm going to start talking in that sense, because you see, it's hard to get talent out there and people are jumping left and right. I mean, like, I think what you're, what I'm hearing from you is that this, and this is not say hack the box specific per se, but it's, I mean, I, I don't think there's a lot of vendors that are doing this type of value add to say an MSP yeah. in the context of you're creating a, a loyalty because of the, um, that camaraderie and, and other sort of development, part of that corporate, you know, training development cycle of your staff. I think employees, if they are trained, coached and nurtured, a lot of them want to stay there. Now, granted, we're seeing because mm -hmm. of the shortages of, of tech talent, uh, all it takes is that, you know, hey, and we'd like to offer you, it, it reminds me still, you know, the, the early 2000s, the dot com era, yeah. when it was like, um, I've hopped uh, companies three times in six months. And I now have access to the corporate jet and they bought me a car. And it's like, well, that's great for you. Tomorrow you won't have a job because nobody will have a job. So <laughs> I, I don't think we're in that same cycle this time around, because I think this is really about a shortage of talent. Uh, and those jobs are not going away. But uh, so tell me uh, more about like, when you say, you know, graduating or moving on, what is what does that look like? Because I think that's a that's a tough one. I think when you look at the the space overall, it's like whether I'm getting my security plus or my CASP or some of these other uh, certificate certifications, um, you're kind of following a similar track only it's for the hacking side. And, yep. you know, I think someone who becomes really good at red teaming, I would think would make a great, you know, security analyst or, you know, some sort of like threat intelligence hunter, you know, those types of things. Is that what you guys are seeing come out of? of uh people leveraging the hack the box yeah for sure and in this um so there, there's like a community within the hack the box that the individual community so they're doing these they're they're whether if it's a tabletop event or going through our training platform they have the ability to raise their hand and be like i'm interested to get hired by anybody out there that's looking to hire Sure. Um, we see it with, within our community. And then we also see, um, as I was saying before, like a career development tool where, where they follow the track and they're now they're becoming a senior leader on their team by following those tracks. And then it's not just hack the box. There's other, obviously competitors out there. Yeah. Um, it, it's like whatever platform that does it, it's just the way we do it with the gamification separates us from what, uh, what others are, are doing out there. You'd think it would have emerged faster than it has, but it, you know, you hear a lot of buzz around the gamification of and fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we don't see that proliferation of the gamification of what we're doing, it'll be a long time before there are, are enough players in the space to really see the saturation that we need of that talent growth. Because we like to get the pat on the back. We like to be rewarded for, you know, doing the right thing. Right. Even if we say oh, I would have done the right thing anyways, it, you're not complaining that someone gave you a little pat on the back or maybe a, a little uh, hashtag, you know, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Chris. Thanks, Kevin. You guys did a great yeah. job. You know, like that, that's a big deal. So um, like I shoot, go back to the backpack. I, I will never forget the look on my son's face when he got the backpack because to him, he knows what it means for me to go to these events. All three of them knew like 
it was just really about the fact that his two older brothers had something really different than the backpack that he had and he felt left out. And I think that's yeah. what yeah. we're seeing happening here, right? The gamification makes it inclusion, inclusion uh, for, for everybody. It's kind of like, a, I think it was in a car insurance commercial where uh, Charles Barkley gets picked first for the one team. <laughs> and he's like, I still got it. She picked I me. still got it. Yeah. So <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I really, I really like that one. Um, so uh, what's, the, so I know you guys have, uh upcoming you'll be at rsa or uh sorry yeah, yeah. you're going to be at uh we're just Black at Hat. rsa so the okay. blackout event at the end of the month we're going to be there that's we're going to have huge presence out there um but like what what i'm looking to start doing is is doing more like uh personalized webinars and like if if you were more interested in it if someone like we're, we're looking to doing that so it's, it's like i'm coming really like in not at the ground floor, just like a step up where we're doing a lot of different things. Um, and one of the things that I'm trying to do is trying to use my networking to maybe help some friends out in the MSP space that could leverage this kind of platform. Um, but yeah, we're, we're doing different things, but we're like the biggest thing we're doing um, now is the, is the Black Cat event at the other month. So I feel like, um, you know, I'm bummed that I'm not going to see at Channel Con because I think that'd yeah. be a, a good opportunity. I mean, it's I, th I think it's really cool that you guys will be at um, uh, Black Hat. I, you know, one of the things that comes to mind for me is, like you said, personalized webinars, uh, those kind of things. I think just having this conversation and, and putting this out on the uh, on the show, I, I think we'll get you know, some, some traction, uh, obviously it'll get some traction for hack the box. Cause it's like, if we said it enough times, people are going to try and go to the website yeah. you know, right. Like they'll at least sign up for the free version. Yeah. So what happens when I talk to people that work for a vendor is like the, inevitably you're going to get more clicks. Yeah. Um, but what's what that, what I think is really cool just about our conversation is that we're opening the door for people to start thinking through, like, we could do that. Like, I don't think a lot of businesses, I'm not even getting into the MSP space for a moment. Mm -hmm. would take into consideration that learning about what a hacker does has direct correlation to protecting their business. And mm -hmm. you take it a step farther with an MSP and you're starting to put into that awareness space that's often not even considered. And that is, this could happen to me. You could yeah. do an exercise because you guys have a big enough platform, I think, to go, this is what MSPs deal with on a daily basis. Let's give some scenarios that are like, so you think you're impenetrable because of all these things you put in place. Well, what happens when I come through that door, client XYZ, and I come back through that gateway to get to you? Right. And that's the <sighs> scary thing with being an MSP, right? Because you're, you're sitting there, like I remember working with you, you guys had a crap ton of clients. If they get in your gateway door, that means they have access the hundreds and hundreds of maybe thousands of machines that um, just through one entity. Yeah. I mean, in it our case, it was really thing. bad. We had one client that was more than a thousand machines and it was all over the country. So any one right. of their locations could potentially have been a, you know, I'm glad I got out of the MSP space before ransomware was really a, you know, a big deal. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying it's not a big deal when we left, but I mean, Big deal is different today because exfiltration was not something most MSPs were dealing with when I right. when we sold. So, all right, Kevin, where can people find you? Um, if you go Kevin Ireland, you can find me on LinkedIn. You could email me at uh, 
cowboy at hackthebox.eu or yeah. is that because of the datacon event in texas do you still wear that hat i still wear the hat i remember <laughs> we, were, we were hanging out at, uh, was, was that the, or, or, uh, or the i was gonna say i was gonna say the stage on broadway the stage on broadway i remember it was me, yeah you, charles yeah, there's that was, was yeah there. Was well, Rob, i'm sure just about anywhere you went you probably could find yeah. bob ray all right well I for those of, i had though i have I, it on my dresser upstairs right i now. still have mine too i think one of my kids uses it when he mows the lawn so it's looking <laughs> a little wrinkled these days but it's still it's still uh it still protects from the it's from the good. uv yeah. yeah so uh everybody out there for those of you listening this has been an episode of msp 1337 thanks and have a great week Thank you.